Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I'm here with the new type of episode. I think you guys are going to have some fun with it. So I went through an exercise not too long ago where I was trying to illustrate some stuff and kind of crystallize some thoughts that came up when writing the new book. And I was challenged to come up with a philosophy for this book and kind of how we arrived about thinking about things like legal marketing and sales over the years, but really trying to establish some first principles. These are principles that I believe to be objectively true and stuff that we've seen evidence of working out in the field across all different kinds of law firms. And, you know, it's your prerogative whether you want to believe them or not. But um, from our experience, the people who do believe these things have gone a lot farther. So anyways, I want to start with one. And this is a concept that I call intrinsic value, but it was inspired. And this is what kind of caused me to record a podcast on this by an ad I saw on YouTube lead ads for personal injury stuff. And um, it was kind of funny. They had one of those cute little like comparison things. They're comparing Facebook leads to YouTube lead ads. And one of the things that they ended up posting was a conversion rate. So they're like, oh, you know, YouTube lead ads are going to convert between 25 and 45%, whereas Facebook lead ads won't. And it's possible that they, you know, were well-intentioned when they made this. And this could be based on some data from clients they have. But honestly, I kind of consider that intellectually dishonest because, I believe that lead value and lead quality is not something that is 100% determined by a marketing channel, but something that exists before the person ends up coming in with Facebook or YouTube or getting referred to you or calling you on Google or any of those different things, right? So um, I'll have a quick parenthetical that I really do think that lead quality, air quotes, is a kind of a sucker's deal. It's something that a lot of people like to imagine it exists because it's very, very convenient. I'll get into what lead quality would imply for your sales process if it were a real thing and why it's such an easy myth to believe. But um, for now, I just kind of want to illustrate this concept of intrinsic value, which I think is actually how things work. And I'll use kind of an interesting example to get through this. So let's say, and I'm just going to use estate planning. You guys know why I'm going to do estate planning, but we're going to use estate planning for this, right? So, and just for this purpose of this example, we're going to say we've got a couple, the husband has a blended family that he's interested in taking care of some of his prior children for, and the couple owns a house, the couple owns a rental property, and they have assets totaling about $500,000 outside of that. They are very much interested in a trust and their budget for this is $5,000. So, I want to have three scenarios. In one scenario, this couple is referred to your law firm. In the second scenario, this couple is some, they pick up the phone and they call your law firm. And in the third scenario, the husband of the couple ends up opting in, providing his name, email, and phone number to a lead magnet that you have advertised to your site about how to protect your assets from XYZ state law. So in this thought experiment, does the potential value of that person change depending on the channel that they use to get into contact with your law firm? I think this should be a pretty easy answer to get, but you know the answer is no, right? This is what I call intrinsic value. So the legal need that the 
potential prospect has exists, whether you're able to access it or not. This is sort of, uh, you know, if a tree falls in the forest, does it exist? Does it make a sound kind of thing? And the truth is that this person has a need. They're going to hire somebody. It might be you, it might not be. But, um, you know, that's basically where we want to separate intrinsic value, i.e. the perceived legal need by the prospect from something a little bit more fuzzy and abstract like lead quality. So in practice, what I've observed over the years is that most attorneys would consider the referral a good lead. Some attorneys, and I would say firms that have a strong front desk would consider the inbound call a good lead. And But there's also some firms that would consider an inbound call to be garbage, mostly ones that won't pick it up. And basically anyone except for the largest and most sophisticated firms would probably consider the form fill a junk lead. And the reason why is because in practice, most attorneys judge their criteria of lead quality is whether the lead closed or not. So it's a very convenient fiction to believe in it. It ends up being ego protective because if you have a situation where lead quality does in fact exist, you're never really responsible for what happens there. And your firm is never responsible for what happens there. If you didn't close it, it's not because you guys could have done anything differently. It's because it could have been done, of course. <laughs> And, you know, kind of going along those lines, the reason why referrals are universally considered good leads is that they are basically impossible to screw up. You guys know from a lot of the stuff, I talk about this study all the time on this podcast. I talk about other people's podcasts, you know, the, the famous Wharton lead response study. If you don't get a form fill lead within five minutes, good luck. You can get back to referrals in five days sometimes, and you can still figure out a way to do it. So while the intrinsic value does not change whatsoever, the most likely realized value is going to be higher. Let's move on to the Inbound stuff. So the firms that would consider inbound calls good are more than likely the firms that have staff in place and training in place to pick up that phone call, which is, you know, not quite as easy as a referral, but a lot harder to screw up than the other things. When you get somebody who's inbound and you pick up the phone call, you book the consultation, you close them, that's, you know, that's good. Again, it's a little bit more challenging than the referral because they don't necessarily come with the golden aura of being referred to by someone that they had can trust, but again, harder to screw up, right? So when that value is realized, those that intrinsic values realize people are more likely to consider that a good lead. However, there are people that will consider that a junk lead, but in practice, those are usually people who mess something up. Maybe they didn't pick up the phone call. Maybe they were in court. Maybe they were in lunch. Maybe they were walking into the consultation, assuming it was going to go the same way as a referral and they lost control of the conversation. So this lead that has the exact same intrinsic value is now considered a junk lead. But again, listen to conversations where this stuff is happening at bar stuff or with other attorneys or those different things and just try to pay attention to this stuff. It's, it's everywhere. But it's really funny how that works because basically, you know, we're just determining value after the fact when in reality, there is an objective value that we can have. And the thing that's kind of tough is that people are typically ascribing all kinds of insane things. And we used to see this all the time before we had a little bit more control over this. People were like, oh my God, these people have no money whatsoever. And then you end up looking at them and it's like, how many conversations have you actually had with clients? It's like, oh, we've spoken to two out of the last 50 you sent over. So it's like, okay, so we're just going to assume those 48 have any money. It's kind of like, you know, you can't really, it's, it's, you know, legal, lame legal jargon, right? Innocent until proven guilty. But a lot of people will tell whatever fiction supports the you know belief that this wasn't my fault, right? Now, finally, the last thing is basically the form fill lead, which is absolutely the hardest, right? If you guys, we've got a forthcoming podcast with a um, massive call center provider and they were working out with a, you know, multi-state nationwide PI firm. They got an entire thing set up to do it. But again, this is probably a firm that's doing it at hundreds of millions of dollars. That's really the level I see a lot of this stuff out. But again, 
takes a big team, takes a lot of process, but it is possible. Well, it doesn't necessarily take a big team, but in practice, that's what you see most of the people are doing this. But if you've got a process and a script to pick up the phone and call when you see a form fill, given that you have the information, it is just as easy. The intrinsic value does not change with that person whatsoever. And if you follow the process, you can get them on the calendar and close them exactly the same as you can an inbound lead, exactly the same as you can a referral. So the process that people are able to do it is able to get more of that intrinsic value realized, which the way that most people would describe it would cause the lead in quality to increase. In my opinion, there's nothing that's changing about the lead quality. The intrinsic value of the client does not change. Whether the firms are realizing it changes all the time, right? Like I said, very few firms doing this right now. I would say this is a huge advantage for the time being, but I do predict that it's going to become table stakes within the next five or 10 years. We've got some interesting market dynamics around the competition for inbound calls that are coming in. The inventory for the kind of stuff that would yield this kind of lead is super untapped and growing. And the cost for doing this is, is frighteningly cheap as um, compared to other channels that we have right now. And basically, you know, the good news about this is that that's basically the process that the upcoming book Beyond Intake is being written about. So stay tuned for more of that stuff on this podcast. But um, I just wanted to tease that out a little bit. And for you guys, this concept of intrinsic value, I think it's super, super key. The people who understand this are the firms that are growing. The people who aren't are the ones that are flitting from marketing channel to marketing channel saying, this sucks, this sucks, this provider sucks, this provider sucks, I can't close this, I can't close that, blah, 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 blah. And again, I would probably rather for you guys, I'd certainly rather for myself be able to take hit to the ego if over a, you know, hit to my PL, right? So that's kind of uh, what's at stake for, for getting this stuff down. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this and um, I'll see you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.